Welcome back to another episode of Dad's Den. My name is Ken. I'm like the dad, the oppa, the papa of this channel. You guys are like my family members. Thank you guys so much for subscribing. And if you're not subscribed, you can't say you're a family member, so hit that subscribe button right now, okay? Join the family because today we have an amazing guest. Um, completely honored that he's even agreed to come on our show. This is so cool. Um, I have done two reactions to two of his songs. Um, one was the first one was Rap Wars with ADK Blase and Lady Cash. And the other one was Pray For Me Brother, which I've got some amazing information about that song, by the way, because I didn't even realize when you said, Ken, you got to do this song. We talked about it. Uh, anyway, I'll stop talking. Blase is here, everybody. Here he is. Blase, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it. Hey, what's up? So happy and so honored to be on Dad's Den with my yeah. brother Ken. <laughs> hey, man. Um, so cool. I, this is, is what's weird is I, I start, I did my very first reaction, um, to you when you guys did that rap war thing. And I, it's funny cause I talked to ADK and lady cash now, and now I'm talking with you. I've literally have conversations with all three of you guys now, which is so cool. Lady cash is going to come on the show at some point as well. Um, and so is ADK and, um, I love that. That was really, that was just fun. I know that was kind of, it was a little bit different. I was talking to ADK about it a little bit, um, but it, it had to be fun just being in front of a crowd like that. And just, I mean, I, I'm not a performer like that. I perform in front of a camera. So, but being in, being in the audience, you've been in the game a long time, but then the song pray for me, brother, that song, that one touched my heart, man. That one. Woo. I mean, that's some powerful stuff right there. And we'll get into that a little bit later. Cause I have, some information on that. But anyway, what I would like to do with you first is I like to have some fun. Okay. So I'm going to ask you a series of really like fast paced questions. We'll get through them really fast. And just the first thing that comes into your head, just say it. All right. That'll be making more fun. Um, and then that way, I think our audience would like to see the fun side of Blase. Um, by the way, you guys, him and I have been talking before we started this interview. And it, it's so weird. I feel like I'm been talking to like a brother that like I have known my whole life dude it's it's just weird man it's seriously crazy because we're close to the same age and we're talking about things it, it's weird all right um all right you yeah. ready for this you ready to go yeah. all right here we go favorite food but the karamba. it's a it's a south indian uh, dish um it's got like little tamarind water in it something my mom cooks and something I started cooking in my rap kitchen recently. So, yeah. Ooh. Okay. By the way, before we move on, you guys check out his little studio. Look at the background here. We got, we got oh, what, this old school. Is that an old school one, Blase, with the, uh, the black and white there on your right? Yeah, that so one. This, this was our debut album in India, the world. I mean, India's first protest rap album called Time for Gandhi. And nice. that's the album cover from there. Virgin Records released it, so that was a big thing. Wow. Um, this one here is, is, I'm doing rap classes online, so if you want to learn to rap, you know, there's a number out there, hit me up, and we do that. Um, nice. We never, had, we never had anybody kind of, you know, helping us along the way, you know, somebody to just guide you and kind of tell you to, to find what's real inside you and talk about that and not talk about what is already on TV, because that's not your life, that's their life. So trying to do that for the kids, yeah, awesome stuff. And this right here is all my dreams coming true, man. Every um, dog tag from, from the concerts that we've been on in, around the world. So wow. it's like literally a reminder that, man, every time you're on stage performing live, that's your dream coming true every day. So 
you got to yeah. keep it there to remind you that, yo, keep hustling, keep struggling because it's going to gonna happen. I love that. I love it. And that's one reason why I put, I, you guys might not be able to see it, my, uh, the YouTube award, because like for me, it was a lot of hard work. People think this is easy. I, I just recently put a post. I've uploaded 900 videos now. That's a lot of work, you guys. And um, be, it's okay to be proud of what you do and, and put those little reminders of that hard work. I think that's okay. So I like that. That's cool. Yeah. All right. Favorite food. So tamarind is kind of sweet, right? Isn't it like a... Yeah, yeah it's a little... Uh, yeah, it is. It's a little sweet and sour. It's more of sourish, but then... So then you add a little jaggery, which is good. It's like the other substitute for sugar. So you add a little bit of that. And, okay. And, and the beautiful thing is I grew up in Zambia, in Africa, right? In Zambia, their staple diet is in Shima, okay. which is uh, millimeal. Uh, maize, maize, maize. Oh, yeah, yeah. Maize flour that is kind of cooked and cooked and cooked and in water, and it becomes like a like a like a porridge, really thick. But it's so bland and so plain. Yeah. But you put a little vetta corumbo with that. It's truly like a Zambian and Indian mashup right there. And that's mix. how I just eat it. So yeah, yeah, and, and yeah. That's <laughs> and that's funny too because I, all right, we, I, I gotta. I'll, See, my man is just getting crazy right now because I like Zambia. I wanted to talk about that. And then I wanted to talk about you living in America for a little while and doing some studies and going through school and the, those experiences. We'll get to those in a second. Let me, yeah. we got to finish the fun stuff. Okay. Favorite. I, is a fun conversation, dude. So, all right. Uh, favorite movie. Favorite movie, go be Breakdance, Boogaloo Shrimp, um, the whole um, Breakdance from 1983-85, man. Breakdance 1. Breakdance just kind of told me that there's a whole world out there, um, which, and, and the storyline, um, everything about it, you know, and recently I just saw uh, Turbo, his, his um, him today, where Turbo is today, and he's on, a, on, on, on some street in LA walking and somebody caught him and they're like, hey, you're Turbo from Breakdance, 1985. No and way. He's older. Yeah, it's on YouTube, he's older. His eyes are the same. He's a little bit more, yeah, you know, chubbier, but his eyes are the same. It's him. And I was just like, so it was like looking at a family member, you know, to me, because I was like, man, I've been seeing you for 40 years and there you are. And then he, he still did the break dance with the broomstick. He did the moves on the streets of LA just to kind of say, yo, I still got it and nice. I'm still around. Nice, dude. Yeah. That, I can see that being you in like 20 years from now. You know, so yeah, like, hey, that's so, blase. <laughs> <laughs> no, but so what I did is I put out a YouTube video. So I done 49 videos during this lockdown. Okay, it's called Lockdown Jams video number one, two, 49. And one of those videos is me with a broomstick about to clean the house, cut split screen with Turbo doing his broomstick breakdance, and me doing the same thing in my house. Y'all gotta check that out. Do. I will put okay we'll put the link down in the description to that because we got to watch that dude and on that no dude look at look at do you used to break dance didn't you when you were younger yeah. when you were a kid yeah absolutely yeah it, i read that i was like oh my gosh putting up and i was the only indian kid in, in in our you know african in zambia so in our indian community so for me it was just not about you know studying all day and doing tuitions it was about going out there and being, a, being where you are and enjoying that. And that was Zambia. And everybody I knew was breakdancing. So 
in our little school plays, I would be the little Indian kid that's on top of the roof, on the top of the thing, doing a break dance, and they'd be like, man, that Indian kid, he's, so it, it really, it really, I mean, the world is so small when you come from outside and you have another perspective of it, you know? Everybody's yeah. the same. It's just that you've got to learn to be okay with it. Yeah. Do it, it, what's crazy is I feel like you've had the opportunity to like see so much and diversity in your life from living in Zambia to living in India to living in the United States and it's almost like that gives you so much more, I hate to say it, like firepower for songs, for songwriting, for inspiration, for, um, cause you see different cultures, you see struggles in different cultures and stuff. And I know that that was a big part of your, what you wanted to do in your career was to make a difference in, um, in real life and communities, not just, I want to become rich. I want to become a superstar. I want, you actually wanted to make songs about things that mattered. So that's got to help. I would imagine. It, completely. That's probably one of the biggest things. And you're the first one to actually nail it because that's, that's, that's why you have a world perspective. That's why you can understand psychology of people. And that's why you see people, not for their color. You just see them for being a person doing what they love to do. And I got to add to that, I was in boarding school in Suffolk, UK at an army school, which is a countryside, man, for five years. I did my GCSEs out there. So that was another trip altogether. And I'm still wow. in, you know, in touch with them. And we used to go cross-country training and stuff. And I'm not the very built kind. I have, I have like major wheezing, asthma. I'm with the British weather. So I, me and another friend of mine, John Wright, we would be the last two... <laughs> In, in the thing, but while we're running, we'd slow down, slowly head back, and then start rapping. Nice. While we're running, doing, might be doing easy E, and he'll be doing Dr. Dre, and he'll be rapping while running. Dude, so, that's yeah. crazy. Man, that, I mean, just what a world perspective you got. I mean, that's unbelievable. You know, I wish I was able to do all that, um, but that's cool. All right, next, next quick question. Um, what is your favorite song of all time? Like, if you only had one song that you had to listen to for the rest of your life, what song would you pick? That's a hard question, I know. Yeah, honestly, it is. But um, I think there's something about uh, Tupac's Dear Mama. Uh, only because it's the first time that I realized that even though the world thinks you're a gangster rapper and, and you've got all these credentials around you, when you hear the words and you hear the, when you hear that, it's coming from his soul, man. It's not coming from his throat. You know, that's how it touches you. Every time you sing, you've got to feel something in your stomach. And when he opens his mouth, it's so, it's just, it just pierces right through. And it doesn't matter if I'm an Indian kid sitting in Zambia, you know, it still breaks through any sound barriers and gets into your soul. And you're like, man. Yeah. And of course, you know, because my mom and dad, like all this stuff I've been telling you, it's my mom and dad who decided, hey, let him go there. Hey, let him try this. Hey, yeah, you want to wear an earring? Go for it. You know, you know, the amount of stuff they've been through through my you know, extended family and relatives being like, yo, this kid ain't never going to be anything. You know, <laughs> Look at how you're letting him go. But the point is they let me do that. And then when Tupac comes out and says, dear mama, and makes a song like that, it just you realize in your own little small subconscious world that, man, it is possible. I can talk about good things. I can talk about something real. And it can still go to number one, you know? Yeah. So I think, yeah, maybe, maybe Dear Mama, man, because, or anything actually from Tupac. It just, uh, yeah. 
Dude, that's a uh, it's one of my favorites from him for sure. Absolute favorites. It's just it's a beautiful song, man. Just yeah, and like you said, it's from his heart. You can absolutely tell. And so my next question, you probably just answered it. I, I maybe your favorite rapper of all time. W- would that be Tupac? Yeah, Tupac. Yeah, absolutely. All day, every day, any day. <laughs> it's like when you're feeling angry, when I'm feeling stressed, or I'm feeling like nah, things are not working out. I just put on my headphones and blast some Tupac, man, and I'm okay in an hour. You know, yeah. it, it, it takes out all that frustration and stress from within the listener. And at the same time, when you just want to hear somebody speaking the truth, there's nobody else speaking the truth, man. It's so so prophetic. Yeah. We still- 20 years later, imagine that, you know? It, and it's still relevant. That's the thing. It's still relevant yeah. today. Yeah. And But that's the one cool thing that I love about music. You know, people ask me, what do you, why do you love music so much? Or why, you know, um, why would you do music reactions? Because most of my music reactions, um, a lot of them get copyrights because of the music and I can't use them or they get blocked or I get, you know, possible strikes on my channel, which can be scary. Um, but I continue to do it and I try to help out small independent artists as well. But music, music, I think, look, I'm, I'm a godly person. I'm a a Christian. I, I believe God put music on earth for a reason because music can create emotions that words, just words by themselves or other things can't create within like your heart and your soul. It's music that, really really moves people you know think about music in this sense you go to like a church or a temple or a um, a wedding or a a concert or anything that you're going to there's music everywhere it's there's always music no matter where you go in life there's music and it's because it moves people so i just i'm with you there man with good music so i'm curious to know what's your that one song Ooh. Flip the script. <laughs> yeah, look at you becoming the interviewer, me the interviewee. Um, <laughs> um it's hard, huh? <laughs> it's very hard. It's it's really hard because I have if you would have asked me, you know, many years ago, see I so this is kind of like my history in music. My history in music, I started out um very conservative family. All I listened to was church music and um, Hollywood musicals. So like, um, I see you're buying some time. You know, I, I am. I'm buying time to think. I'm talking through this, but like musicals and stuff like that. So like, um, I'm trying to think of musicals, uh, you know, back in the day that we used to watch with my parents. So I love musicals. But then as I became like late junior high or early junior high, high school, all of my friends were black and Hispanic. And so everything, that's when I started to hear rap for the first time. I started to get in really into rap. I, a lot of like uh, Fresh Prince, um, Fat Albert, um, Run DMC, uh, Bismarcky. Um, I'm trying to think of all these guys, Melly Mel. Um, I was like, I love the old school stuff, dude. I love the old school stuff. Um, I could listen to... too short uh, in rap world too short getting it i love getting it um by too short that song to me is just fantastic um but i don't know man if i had to pick one song now 
there's a couple really, really very emotional songs for me. There's one called, I think it's called Superheroes or Superhero. And I love that song because it makes me think of my kids uh, because both of my kids are special needs. And to me, they're superheroes. Um, and it talks about like struggles and, and I kind of made, it makes me always think of them and like how they can still be a superhero, even though they do have special needs. I don't know. So that maybe that one, I don't know. That's hard. That's hard. It's a tough question though. I don't like being interviewed. Don't do that again. <laughs> All right. Um, I, this, this is a fun one. This, what is your favorite United States movie? So favorite Hollywood movie. Um, so again, man, I mean, if we go, I'm, I'm going to start using your technique. So if I was to look at it back in the day, it would be breakdance. And then if I kind of moved on into the late 80s, 90s, it would be footloose. And then um, if I, you know, so that's what I'm saying. It's like when you just keep, you keep growing, you keep evolving. And It's you know, true. It's true. Yeah. I think for me, it's always been something to do with music, to do with that angle of it. And I'm not talking about step up in the, the new breed of, of musicals. No, that's right. not it. I'm talking about way back that, that space. But, um, yeah, mostly, yeah, something like that, man. I think still breaking, it's still like my all time. Dude, that, that's cool, man. That's it. What's funny is here in the United States back in the day, that was a very cult kind of movie. <laughs> it wasn't mainstream. It, it kind of went mainstream, but it was like a cult kind of movie, you know, Certain kids got it. Some kids were like, what? What is this? I, they didn't get it. But, dude, that's crazy, man. I could see you, like, throwing some cardboard on the ground. And, yeah. and that's what we do because I was a kid in Zimbabwe. Back then, we were in Zimbabwe between 83 and 85. And that's when it came down. And outside Zimbabwe back then was really like the U.S., like the U.K. It had drive-in theaters. It had everything. It had, like, McDonald's, Wimpy's. Or, it had wow. It had had stuff that was just looked like the U.S. because they just got independence in 1980. So until 1980, it was completely like a booming economy. It was out of this world. And you just walk down the streets, which are almost like shining. They would, you see guys just take out cardboards and put it out because breakdance came out. So it became like a real big thing out there for sure. That's awesome, dude. That's super cool. I love that. All right. Um, the next question, this is kind of cool because I was going to go through these, but it's kind of each question is leading us into something, which is kind of neat. All right. Um, so these are would you rather questions, all right? And you have to you have to pick one, okay? So, and they're going to be weird. They're meant for kids, but it's meant for me and Blase to be silly together, okay? Um, all right. If you had to be friends with either Superman or Spider-Man, which one would you pick? So here's the thing. I would be friends with Superman because I would love to fly. But at the same time, my kid is a huge Spider-Man fan. So he'd be like, Dad, how are you not going to pick Spider-Man? You know? so. Yeah, yeah. See, you grow. We grow and evolve as humans. We get kids and all of a sudden our things, we like different things. All right. See. And since you're talking about Spider-Man and Superman, I don't got kryptonite. I got a meteorite right here. Nice. <laughs> Is that a real meteorite? Yeah, it's a meteorite. So, Tell me so about the, that. Man, so, so it is, um, 
So I had a dream and I woke up and I found a meteorite. No, man, it's, it's so, it's, it's an actual meteorite. And when, when you, especially in India, when you have all these things about when you go back into astrology and you go back into the Vedas and, and then you meet these guys and they're like, hey, you know, wear this color stone and it's going to bring you money. Wear a, a topaz and it's going to bring you fame. I'm like, what stone is going to make my hair grow back? You know, <laughs> they, they don't got that. So, so then, so then um, I was like, okay, so if I am going to pick a stone or wear a stone and make somebody in the family happy, I was like, what is that? They said, oh, that's meteorite. I mean, it's just like it's got good energy. But I'm like, man, that didn't come from this world. So that's what I'm wearing. You that's know? Funny. And, yeah. And, uh, that's kind of a... That's cool, story. dude. So you're kind of, in a way, you're kind of like Superman. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, all right. Um, if you guys heard that noise, I apologize. That was my son bringing my dog in the room. So I, I apologize. But hey, it happens. All right. Uh, my son's name is Connor, and then this is my dog's name is Shiloh. So What's he up, just, Connor? He, he's, he just walked out. He's he's all shy. But um, all right. Yeah. So uh, next question is, um, if you had to eat one of these things for the rest of your life, okay, and this is all you could eat for the rest of your life, would you rather eat uh, biryani for the rest of your life, or would you rather eat ice cream for the rest of your life? Man, so I'd be an ice cream kind of guy, straight up. Yeah, because uh, I'm not too big on, I'm a vegetarian. Okay. And I'm also not that um, great with eating all vegetables. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm a very fussy kind of eater, basically. Gotcha. Um, and therefore, I cook my own food because I figure that's the only way to survive, man. If you're going to be fussy... Then you figure out what it is you like, learn to cook it, then you don't have nobody to blame. You know, it's like it's on you. That's so, true. Yeah. Yeah. That's, All right. that's why we call it the wrap kitchen. The, the wrap <laughs> kitchen, dude. The wrap kitchen. Nice. Um, okay. And then uh, let's see. What we're going to do now is I had some other fun questions, but because Blase has lived such an interesting life, I have so many questions for him. Um, and by the way, Blase, while you talk, this is what I'm hearing. Okay. I hear English. I hear an Indian, a little bit of an Indian accent and I hear a little bit of an African accent. And I'm not kidding when I see it. Cause there was a couple things you said. I'm like, he sounds like he's from Africa there. And then another thing you said, Oh, it, it's, there's this Indian accent. And then another thing I'm like, Oh, he's got a little bit of an English accent. Dude, it's, you must've picked up stuff along the way of all your world travels. The thing is that the, when you look at the entire world and you think about why is it that you can talk the way you can talk, it's because you understand that you must be able to be in the place that you are in and appreciate what is so beautiful about that place. And oh, I, I do that. because when I talk with my friends in Zambia and I, this is, I mean, okay, I'm just tripping, man. It's just the African accent, the Indian accent. Yes, even my kids ask me, it's like, I feel that my accent which is not like the African way. And it is not like the very Indian way that they try to joke about. Mm -hmm. it is, it's a culmination of all of that to say, this is, especially in Zambia, for people, I mean, if you meet Zambians, people from Zambia, this is their accent because it is, it's like, it's the middle path, you know? Mm -hmm. It could also be a little British, it could be a little Cockney, but it is the middle path. It is just like, 
all of them and there's the line in between just to get your point across that's all that matters you know yeah dude it's crazy though like it, but i you know i loved how you said that where you said um being able to where wherever you are living or wherever your whatever your experiences are being able to respect and love what it is that makes that culture special um it just made me think of I had an individual, I very rarely get negative comments on my channel. Very, very rarely. Um, a lot, a lot of support from my Tamil people. You guys are amazing. Um, but I just literally yesterday, I'm having this conversation with this person. They're like, oh, you're fake. You're this. And this. I said, you can say what you want. I go, maybe that's your opinion. I go, but this is not fake. I'm telling you right now, this is not fake. I am loving learning this and learning this new culture. And people, you know, and he's like, well, you even, why do you try to, uh, say Tamil words or whatever you like trying to like you're like all this stuff why do you say that and you're just faking it just to get views and I said no because it just like you said I'm learning something new and that's my way of showing some love and respect to the Tamil people and it it you just you said my point perfectly you need to be my PR guy and you know what Kim without hate there's no love so you just graduating to the next level of love coming from everybody because they throw a little hate in there just to let you jump over that and move on to the next. You're like, now I'm worldwide, man. Come on, bring it on, haters. Let's yeah, go. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> so, and, and the thing is, I mean, most of my videos are nothing but love. So I, when I see that one, I do like to engage sometimes just to try to, you know, explain to them, hey, this is who I really am. Either you like it or you don't. You don't have to like it. So. Yeah. But anyway, all right. So um, you guys, I, I, I want to go through some of this stuff because I think you guys are going to be blown away when you hear some of his resume, Blase's resume. This is just absolutely crazy. First off, is the, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read what Wikipedia says is your real name, okay? This might be the longest name I have ever seen in my entire life, you guys, okay? It says his full name is Lakshmi Narashima Vijaya Raja Gopala Shreshadri Shesh, I don't know why that's hard for me to say. Sharma Rajesh Raman. Is that your full name? Lakshmi Narasimha Vijaya Raja Gopal Shreshadri Sharma Rajesh Raman. It's crazy. Okay, so, tell me about this name. Man, so actually what happens is when... Um, when, uh, when I was born, my grandfather was a priest at a temple in Bombay. And Lakshmi Narasimhan is, is the deity, the idol at that temple. So he said, Lakshmi Narasimhan's coming. So he had Lakshmi Narasimhan. Vijaya, okay. October 15th, is Vijaya Dasami Day. Um, it's again another festival day. So they said, okay, Vijaya, because I was born on Vijaya Dasami Day. Okay. Raja Gopal is my grandfather's name. Okay. And Shadri Sharma is like the clan. You have like your clan lineage of, you got the Jacksons, you got the Sharmas, you got, okay. you know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shadri Sharma is that. Rajesh was an actor from way back in the 70s called Rajesh Khanna. He was okay. a big Bollywood icon. And the female counterpart to him was Rekha, who was, who's still around today. Rajesh Khanna passed away, but... So my name, my mom named me Rajesh and my sister's name is Rekha. So it was Rajesh and Rekha because she was into uh -huh. that. It was literally that. And Brahman is my father's name, you know. So okay. it, it, it's just 
But but when I grew up in Zambia, I couldn't. I had never spoken about this before, because as a kid, this is your number one ticket to getting bullied. You know, this is your number one <laughs> number True. one pathway to to getting taken out at school. So it was just Rajesh, you know. But when I moved to India and I started going through the Indian stuff and looking at the Indian texts and from way back, you start to discover that man, how can you be embarrassed or shy about that? Because each one of those names has a meaning behind why it was yeah. kept for you, and that's like blessings of all your ancestors, not just the last two. So it kind of made it a lot more powerful. And then I just said it out in one interview for fun, and they printed a headline, and I was like, all right, let's roll with it, you know. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's cool, man. That's really cool. I saw that and I'm like, wow. Like, I I had a friend, uh, Hispanics. They tend to have long names because they use their father's last name and their mother's last name. So I had a friend. His name was Guillermo, Guillermo Jesus Chavez Velasquez the third, and I was like, I thought that was the longest name I ever heard. But you, you beat him. And if you, and if you take this and put this on YouTube, you find a music video describing my name. Oh, that's cool, dude. I love that. All right. So let me, let me, we got to get through this stuff. Okay. So Blase, here's some of his career stuff, you guys. So listen, listen to some of these names and some of these songs and some of these accomplishments as he's had in his career. This is my chance to brag for you. Okay. So you just sit there and you just, you just enjoy. Okay. Um, so uh, he's really close to me, close in age. Uh, we already talked about all the different places he was living. Um, he, it even talks about um, doing your break dancing and all this stuff. And it says in 1991, at the age of 16, um, you produced and performed in Zambia's first ever music video, Advice for Living, with the Zambia National Broadcasting Corporation. Um, at the age of 16, you guys, that is crazy. Um, and then, and then here's the part where it's it gets crazy interesting here. So 10 years later. Um, in 2002 is where he, in, according to Wikipedia, says he made his like debut into like the Indian film industry when Air Rahman appointed Blase to sing the first Tamil cinema is called Baba Rap for Baba, the movie of Rajinikant, um, which is, tell me about that. I mean, that must have been just like, holy smokes, I'm writing a song and I'm singing a song for Rajinikant movie um, with Air Rahman, no less. I mean, tell me about that. So, man, ARMAN, firstly, is a blessing, man. He's like one of them angels that you know. Because he's around, you know angels do exist. Oh, you know? wow. Because for me, um, since 91, like you said, when we did that first Zambia video, it, that was just me writing a, a poem, watching the TV, watching the new president that was, you know, coming in <clears throat> to power, <clears throat> excuse me, coming in for elections. <clears throat> and when I wrote that poem, my dad saw that poem, and he had come home from office with a friend who was on a, playing a guitar and who was on a wheelchair. And he had a guitar and he was a colleague of my dad's. And he said, hey, and I said, hey, I've written this poem, you know? And it wasn't even a rap, it was just a, literally a poem. And he said, yo, Ben Chiesu was his name. He said, play some strings and you know, sing what you gotta sing. Wow. And I did that and on Tuesday right there, he took us to the TV station and he put that out and over there, it was, it's a small country and, it's, and they're so like endearing, warm, you know, it's real. And they were like, this Indian kid's written a rap for our you know, upcoming election. So let's put him on TV, let's shoot it. 
and they put it on TV. And on Thursday, wow. he won. That guy won, Frederick Chiluba, rest in peace. So he won. So I became like, and he only had one channel back then. So it was like from 5 p.m., Top Cat starts at 5 p.m. And then it ends at, you know, midnight with Dynasty or Dallas or something. But so if you Dallas. were on TV, <laughs> <laughs> so if you were on TV back then, it was like the whole country kind of knew about you. Wow. So that was my first thing over there. And that's how that TV thing came out. Okay. Cut to, again, 10 years later, it's not been easy to get to AR. You know, a lot of people think that, man, you know, it's an overnight thing and he's just going to call you and get ready. It's not. So in 2000, when I finished my uh, stint at, in LA and moved back to Bombay, I took out a CD, saw the back cover, saw the address, and I wrote a letter. Yo, I'm a rapper and check this out. I didn't get a reply. And then a year later, I was at a, at a during an MTV thing, I went to this, there's a jazz legend called Louis Banks in Bombay. And I, I know Louis a, Banks. Yeah. I've heard of Louis Banks. Yeah. I have. He's my godfather, man. Cause he, he was the legend who was sitting there saying, Hey, you're a rapper. You've come from outside Africa somewhere. Come over for my birthday party. And when wow. I went to his house, the entire system was set up. He had drums, he had equipment, he had keyboards, he had the words, and he just gave me the mic. And he said, yo, start rapping. And I started rapping and there were all these guys who were playing around and I just kept going. And then drum Shibamani, he's a big dude, man. He's another legend, an icon. He was drumming and I was rapping. And he's yeah. also a South Indian guy, Tamil guy. So when we finished that session, I went up to him and I said, man, Shiva, you know, Laze here, if ever you, you know, bump into AR, please let him know that I exist. And correctly, like a couple of months later, he called me at 4 a.m from a studio in Bombay and he said, hey, AR is here right now. If you can come, come in the next 15 minutes. Oh. I got up, jumped out of bed. I told my wife, bye-bye, I gotta go. I went to the studio, I met him. Again, I gave him another demo um, CD or cassette. I was like, hey man, this is Blase, this is my stuff. And the only thing he asked me was, do you rap in Tamil? And I said, damn, I said, no, but I can try. You know, cause I am a Tamilian, proud yeah. of it. Yep. I grew up all my life outside, so I think in English, man. I write in English, and that's what I'm most comfortable in. Right. But sure, I can try. And I think that that's what gets you when you say, I can try. Because mm -hmm. they ask you, man, can you fly? You say, no, but I can try. I'll try. You're getting the job, you know? So, so that happened. And then again, another year passed, man. So it's not like things just kind of happen. And then my wife was working for Sony Music back then. And I never hustled Sony back then because I hated the fact that if somebody's in there, that's not the way to go. They got to come to you. So I played my cards really low key back then. And then she was going to Chennai to meet ARMR. And I said, man, now I've tried twice with this guy. I've sent letter, I've met him. I don't have so many more CDs or cassettes to give away, man. That yeah. was hard to keep printing and burning that stuff, you know? You're hustling. Yeah, so I said, well, here it is. If you do have a word with him, give it to him but ask him only if he can listen to it right now and if he can't then don't leave it please bring it back because i don't have in, in like lots of them and she said man that's ar Rahman. i'm not going to be able to say that and we got into a whole thing about that i said, well if you can't say that then there goes my dreams you know and and then i waited and i at that time i had joined a radio station as a rj drive time 5 p.m to 9 p.m when radio just launched in Bombay. It was all English, Radio City. Oh, so okay. it was a big leap. It was like, man, English radio is coming to, coming to the country, you know? 
and I was the first RJ on there. And I loved it, just talk about music and get paid. And um, while I was on the station, she called me from Chennai. Actually, before she called me, AR's manager called me. and said, hi, this is Noel, and um, can you get on the night flight and come down to Chennai? Mr. Rehman would like to record with you. And I was just like, that's a scam. That's not real, man. I'm in the middle of a job. I got people knowing that I'm hustling, so they're pulling my leg. I'm, I'm not going to fall for it. And then like 10 minutes later, my wife called. She's like, yo, I did it. I told him. And when I said that, you can't keep the CD, you got to give it back. He was like, I don't even want the CD. Just get him here. If he thinks he's that good, let's do it. Bring him and let's record. And that was it, man. And I went to wow. my radio station boss and I was like, man, um, this is a call I got. It's like a dream call. So I, I got to go, like now. And he said, no. He said, you ain't going. And I said, well, I took my headphones because that's all I got. And I said, and I quit. Thank you and I'm sorry, but I got to go. And I just left on that Tuesday. I walked out and I took the flight. Night flight came down to Chennai, got in the studio. And when he said rap for Baba, to me, Baba was like Sai Baba, Shirdi Sai Baba. It's like a religious thing, you know? Okay. And so I thought like rap for Baba? Okay, man, like who the spiritual Baba? And he said, no, Rajnikanth is Baba. And that's when it hit me. I was like, okay, and what you got to do? You got to impress them on your first shot, right? So I wrote like the longest words, the most complicated syllables I could think of. <laughs> I was like, man, I got to show you my vocabulary, you know? I got to express. And I wrote all this stuff. And I go up to him and I'm like, hey, Rehman, I got it. I'm like rapping the stuff, which is ridiculously trippy, complicated. And he'd listen to me and like, no, I'm not going to get it. This is not going to work. I was like, why? That's the coolest rap. That's the craziest words. That's the greatest punchlines. He said, I want the auto rickshaw driver in India, in Chennai. I want the auto rickshaw driver like the tuk-tuks. I want the driver of that auto rickshaw to be able to sing this rap. Because that's who Rajnikan reaches out to. He, he has an audience ranging from the auto man to the laundry guy to the guy CEO in the company. You know, so I want to cover all of those. So all the stuff you're writing and saying is just too much. So I was like, man, if an auto rickshaw guy who does not even speak English properly is going to have to rap what I am trying to rap, then that's like telling me to go back to nursery school and do ABC. And he said, yes, now you got it. I was like, you mean like ABC? He said, yes. And I really thought about it. I was like, okay, so Baba, right? So B to the A to the B to the A. He said, yeah, that's it. Write me that. And I was like, dude, that's like simple, man. He said, I didn't say it has to be hard. So I went back 10 minutes later. I came back. I said, B to the A to the B to the A. Baba, that's what they say. B to the A to the B to the A. And he just said, record, record, record right now. That's the one. So he knows the pulse of the country, knows the pulse of, of sound. And I did, and that was a one and a half minute rap. And I've been rapping since 91, writing songs and pages and pages. And finally that one and a half minute rap, it never got released on a CD. It never came out in any of legal formats. It just went into the movie as a background score. And Rajnigan, and so this happened, I finished the recording and I come back to Bombay. 
I called my parents. I'm like, yeah, I quit my job. But I went to Chennai. I did a song and I came back. And they're like, now what you going to do? You know, you, 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 now that's it. You don't know if this is going to work or if it was a one-time kind of a deal. And about a week passed, man, and I was just like completely lost. Like, dude, I don't know if I did the right thing or, you know, why I did it. But after a week, they called me from the studios and they were like, man, Rajnikanth came to the studio. And this was end of July and beginning of August, the film was to be released. So they were like, everything has been done. The audios have been out. The only thing left to release is the trailer and then the movie. So Rajnikanth heard this new rap thing and he said, change all the promos, change all the trailers. And I want to put this rap bit in everything and in all the fight sequences. And when you see that movie, this rap comes like, like it's seven, eight places, man, throughout. Yeah, it's and it's awesome. just like again and again and again. And when you see Rajnikanth's face, it's flipping a cigarette in his mouth and you hear, breach of the A to the breach of the A, baba. And you hear the gangster, aggressive rap coming. You just, it's just an unusual kind of a thing. So it really caught on. And, and then I toured the whole world with ARMON in 2003. And when people were doing their, their epic songs, I just came out on stage, did one and a half minutes, and I was done. You know what I mean? It was like that one and a half minutes took me around the world. So crazy Dude, stuff happens, man. That, that is t absolutely insane. Absolutely insane. Connor, what's up, my man? My son just walked in. You're gonna put your, come put yourself on this camera real quick. Come here. This is Blase. Hey. Hello. What's up? <laughs> this is my boy, Connor. What's up, my man? You need something? Where are you going to uh, post the game? When am I going to tell all my fans to go subscribe to your channel? Yeah. Maybe I should do it right now with Blase on there, right? What's the name of your channel? His. What is the name of your channel? He's asking. Church services. It's just church services. This kid loves God, loves the word, and he is putting on live church services by himself. It's pretty darn incredible. So wow. every, everybody. Live church services is the website. It's on YouTube. Church services right now. Subscribe. Hit that button. Go check it out. Blase just told you guys. You guys got to go subscribe to Connor's channel. Awesome. Blase. This is John Connor. He is one of the most famous singers, artists, producers that came around the world, really. So isn't that pretty cool? What do you say? What do you say? How about, how about like a little wave or something? All right, there we go. Thank you, Blase. All right, bub. Hop on out. We're going to finish our interview, okay? Awesome. Thank you for that, Blase. That's really cool, man. Um, he's such a good kid. I love that. Oh, my gosh. You're just Kids are such a blessing. But back to your story. I, that is just absolutely insane. And the funny thing is, um, I have heard that song several times from Baba and from different videos and stuff. I had no idea that was you. I, I really didn't. Isn't that sad? Like, but this is the thing I'm still learning. I'm still learning. Um, and I didn't even realize that was you. That's so cool, man. I just, I love that. It's so good. Um, you guys, wasn't that an incredible story though? I mean, going from being this, a hustler, trying to just being a radio jockey to just, here's a couple CDs I got left. This is all I got left. He's, he basically told his wife, don't leave it there with him because it's the only one I got. I mean, what, dude, that's just so funny. Oh my gosh, dude. Oh, holy smokes. That is funny. Um, 
let me see. All right, here we go. I just want a couple more things. I just want, want you guys to understand. Um, this is why I'm honored that he's here because it just, it, some of the stuff that he's done is just absolutely amazing. And we want to make sure to Blase, just do this right now. Where can everybody follow you? Where can they find your music um, and be able to follow you? Just plug all your stuff right now. Okay, so on uh, Instagram and Twitter, it's at rblaze, R-B-L-A-A-Z-E. And on YouTube, again, it's at rblaze, R-B-L-A-A-Z-E. So that's where I'm at. You know, come, come say what's up. And I'm very, very approachable. And I do love to, to interact with you. So whether you, you got something good to say or something bad to say, say it to me. You know what I mean? That, that's real. That's cool. I love that. And he is very interactive because I, when we first talked, it was months ago. And at that point I was pretty much just a nobody. I was just this white dude from the United States just saying, Hey, how are you, man? Dude, I love what you're doing. He was like, cool, man. Where are you from? Like it was very, very approachable. Um, so it's just super cool. But um, yeah, all those links will be down in the description, Instagram to everything that he just talked about will be down in the description. So you guys just click on that, go head on over there. Um, and if you are listening on the podcast, obviously you can't do that, but just um, you, you heard where it's at, just go find him. So um, this will also be on the podcast as well. You guys go check out the dads and podcast. All right. So from there, you just started all kinds of crazy stuff. You were working with Harris Jayaraj, Joshua Sridhar, Deva, uh, Mani Sharma, uh, Devi C. Prasad. Um, I mean, some of these names that you have worked with, um, and I believe, I, I don't know where it went. Um, but anyway, you've, you've done songs um, from Vatiyar, from Sakaradi. Um, I mean, dude, so, and I don't even know if I'm pronouncing it. The boss from the style, Savaji, um, CEO in the house from Sarkar, and then Slumdog Millionaire. And this is the one that really, my favorite song probably, I mean, CEO in the house was super fun. That, that, was, a, that was a huge hit song. Um, but Pray For Me, Pray For Me Brother. I'm sorry, Pray For Me Brother. You actually, is that the song that got you the MTV Youth Icon uh, in 2008, is that, is that yeah, how? So, so um, the MTV Youth Icon of what happened with that is that they had, they were looking at people with social issues and all my independent songs as well, um, which were just before Pray For Me Brother were the first independent song I ever put out as a proper artist was in my father's words. You have to check that out on YouTube. Okay. In my father's words. It's my most prolific song. And it's like you said, if it could be Dear Mama and Tupac, or it would be In My Father's Words. That would nice. be the song I would die with and live with. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it happened just after my father passed away. Wow. And um, I just got my break with AR at that time, 2003. And I just got my break and my dad passed. So he never saw mm. any of this. He never seen my name on a CD. You know, he's never seen that. So I always stayed grounded because I realized that the balance of life, if you really want something, you're going to lose something. Maybe that's how it is. So I was not accepting or ready to accept that. So when that happened and this song in my father's words came out, the biggest thing I had were the questions in my mind. And the, and the hook line 
from that song is, um, I believe in the words of the Prophet Muhammad, never to underestimate the power of the moment. I believe in the sacrifice of Lord Jesus with the resurrection. I believe that he freed us. I believe in the teachings of Om Namah Shivaya. Say it again, Om Namah Shivaya. I believe in the words of the wise today. I believe in what my father had to say. That's the refrain wow. that keeps coming. And it's for the first time that I managed to put, you know, Muslims, Christians, Hindus, all of those thoughts and, and, and philosophies in the same verse, in the same paragraph yeah. and sing it out. And people got it. They accepted it. They were like, man, so these are my father's words because he never saw a distinction or a difference between anybody, you know, and that's how we grew up. So that became the most powerful social awareness song. Wow. Right after that, we had Gujarat riots and we had um, a girl who was gang raped called Bilkis Bano. And she was gang raped in the Gujarat riots and, I, and it was just a small little writing in the paper. So I made a song with that with Louis Banks' son called Neil Banks. And it was called Bilkis. And it went out to Bilkis Bano. Following that, there was a song called Ban the Crooked Police. Now that's another cult song right now because it never got like officially released but it's on YouTube ah, okay. and Crooked Police and it's a slow reggae song me remember mm. when me was a little boy and me wanted to be a policeman me I wanted to wear me now the uniform and I serve all of the people but the times them are change and nothing is the same and me wondering why it had to be a that the people them are say that the faith gone away and that nothing around is what it seems are. Uh. So me say, ban the police, uh, ban the police, uh, ban the police. Uh. Me say, ban the police, ban the police, uh, ban the police, uh, ban the police. Uh. All the crooked the police, all the wicked the police, all the racist police, all the corrupt police. Me say, ban the police, all the... And it goes on and on, man. That's the song, ban the crooked police. And it's so relevant even today and though it was done back then for that situation, that's the song the United States should be bumping all over the cities, man, all over saying, ban the crooked police, ban the federal police. You know what I mean? It's like, what's going on with that? It's yeah, like, so, so that's like right now, you said that never got released on a CD. So, so it, it, it never at that time made it into a proper thing. It, we had a channel called VH1, which was our first big English channel after MTV. Yeah, but oh VH1, yeah purely English and it was purely current music, not like the VH1 in US, which is way back. So in that, they like, what do you have? And I, the first video was in my father's words, followed by Band the Crooked Police. So it became oh, okay. a hip hop video on that channel. And then cut to time for Gandhi when the album released, I dropped the Band the Police song in there so that it got a kind of a, a, a ISRC code in there. But so I've been doing all socially relevant songs because as a rapper as an artist that's your actual voice man you're the voice of the people the voice of society so when you do a song in a film that's good to get paid and make you shake your and dance you know but right but when you want to do something on your own what do you want to say i don't want to say let's go get drunk i want to say yo let's save the world you know right so so that happened and then yes pray for me brother came out as well and with arm on magic on it it just the fact that I was genuine and sincere about wanting to do this for my life, like to, it made it, it kind of put a stamp on it. Like, yeah, man, that's real, you know? Yeah. And when ARM puts out something, you know, the world just kind of follows. So with yeah. all these things tied together, they were like, it went through a process of 8,000 kind of 
votes and stuff. And yeah, and then it, it came through that rapper with the social conscious uh, angle and stuff. So that's, that's cool, how, man. That, happened. that is really cool. So, dude, you got an MTV. You could say, I got an MTV award. Boom. <laughs> that's so cool, man. That was really cool. I, like I said, you guys. I was looking through his stuff and it just absolutely, I, mean, I could go on and on with all of the different songs he's done. He's done Malayalam films with Mohan Lal. He's done, I mean, it's just, it's absolutely mind boggling to see the stuff that you've done in your career. And um, I'm just, I'm blown away by it. I feel like we could sit here and talk for hours probably about just life and, and music and, and everything else. Um, we'll, probably have to have you come on again at some point i mean we just and right now we just released our brand new song again launched by our ramon called one world so you okay. got it that that is our brand new anthem for the world and awesome. it, it is something so special and if you guys really want to support an artist go to oneworld.hearnow.com and buy the okay. original song you know listen stream it on spotify or download it on Apple Music or iTunes officially, originally, so you can help an artist get paid and create the next song, you know? Link will One be down world. in the description. OneWorld.hearNow.com. It's called One World, man, and it's so powerful. We'll make sure it's down in the description for you, Blase. Um, anyway, thank you so much for coming on. We're definitely going to have to have you come on again, and um, maybe I'm going to have to go to your – I'm looking at your poster behind me. Maybe I have to go to your rap school. You're going to have to teach me how to rap a little bit. Um, I <laughs> Dude, I could throw down some old um, Cool Mo D. I could throw down some old Cool Mo D yeah. if you if you want. You want me, you want me to do it a little bit for you? Let's All right. go. All right, here we go. Here we go. Here's my and the reason I do this song is because it's one of my favorite. So maybe this is one of my old favorite rap songs. Then anyway. All right, so here we go. Now, brothers are riding me like a pony. I'm no phony. I'm the only real micromony playing the mic like it's supposed to be played. New Jacks, you all should have stayed out of the business. What is this amateur night at the Apollo? Get off this stage. I'm enraged, just like a lion trapped inside of a cage. I'm the real king, rap in the jungle. I never understood how could one go to a party, watch me, stand around and jock me, become a rapper, and then try to rock me. Screaming like a demon, you're screaming and dreaming. I'm from the old school. I used to see men die for less, but I'm not living that way. I let the mic do the talking and let the music play. <laughs> <laughs> In the house, if y'all want to check out some more raps from the one and only uh, Ken from Dad's Den, you got to go to dadsden.com and listen up, hit them up some requests. You're going to hear Kumo D, you're going to hear Fresh Prince, you're going to hear Eric B and Rock Kim probably as well. Oh, there. yeah. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> that's some good stuff. But um, Blase, seriously, thank you so much for coming on and doing this. I, I'm, I'm honored and blessed. And I know my fans will really, really enjoy this. Um, getting to know you a little bit better and um yeah thank you thank you thank you thank you i really appreciate Same it here. thank you so much man i wish you all the best and and i'm so honored to be here and so happy to see you doing what what's real to you and what you love man and that's that's magical it's very hard for people to find what they love and actually make something out of that and that's yeah. that's a blessing so god bless you and thank you so much man all right. Thank you again, Blase. And everybody, if you're not subscribed, please subscribe to Dad's Den. I would love to have you as part of the Dad's Den family. Don't forget, all of the links will be down in the description to go uh, support Blase. Go hit him up. Let him know, hey, I watched the interview with uh, Ken on Dad's Den. It was awesome. Just flood him with our love as we do here at Dad's Den. All right, guys. All right. Until next time, 
we will see you guys later. All right, bye. Thanks. Cool. Um, thank you. Thank you so much, man. Thank you so much, dude. I, I really do appreciate you you coming out. I'm surprised that the Zoom call lasted that long. That was pretty good. Uh, mama, mama keeps texting me, hey, when are we going in the hot tub? What are we doing? What are you doing? Can you finish this interview? We get oh hey, man gosh again, it's not on the thing but that one world song so we just put it out did okay. you see it try and see it okay okay it's hey. like a it's a reggae song it's with stock footage but a video director in bombay did it it's the whole world coming together to celebrate and that is something that we need to get a release out there in the u.s man so if you know any connections or hookups just hook me up okay if you know somebody send it across to people because i'll do my best yeah, that's, that's the way, I mean, yeah, I'm hustling now straight, but that's because the song needs to get out there, man. We put a lot of work in it and it's yeah. like, and over here they don't appreciate English. So it's like, it's a film song, it's different, but right. if it's an independent song, it's like, man, independent scene really hasn't picked up that way yeah. yet. You know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, I love reggae. So reggae is one of my favorite genres of music. So I could listen to reggae all day long, dude. I love reggae. So and the police and one world. You gotta hear them. Both. Okay. All right. I'll check it out, my man. All right. Um I'ma let you go. Um and yeah, I'll uh can you send me the link to the one world stuff? Um just in WhatsApp is fine. Just send me the link and then I'll I'll put it all in. Blase, thank you again. I appreciate it, brother. All right. We'll talk. All right. See you.